You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Proverbs 15 and 23, what the word of the Lord says, a man, and this is not necessarily male, but uh, he's speaking to man and woman. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. Mm-hmm, there it is. A man or woman has joy. Y'all better listen. By the answer of his or her mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good it is. I thought some more folk would be happy about that. Let me read it again and then we're going to read it together. Notice Proverbs fifteen twenty three. A man, this is so important because I want joy. Wait, wait, let me change it. I am joyful, but I want to keep my joy. I'm not a person who's interested in being happy one day, sad the next day. You, you know, I've matured to the point to where I'm not going to allow things and people to cause me to be up and down. Happy one day, sad the next day. See, don't get mad because I'm talking about you. You just got to change. Because some of us are up and we up and down. Some of us could be described as being moody people. And people who deal with you really don't know what mood you in today. I personally I don't like really dealing with folk like that. Not for a whole not for a long length of time. You know, and there are people, y'all know y'all know I'm right about it now. There are people that when you first greet them. You can already tell what the mood is. You, you, you know if this is a get away from them mood? If it's a mood the way you got to say, hey, I'm not going to let what's got them get me. Oh, I'm teaching right. You know, you, you have to be like, you have to be like that in your family. You have to be like that on your job. And sadly, you have to be like that at church. See, everybody who come to church is not happy about coming. Right? A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken woo, in due season. Look what the proverb writer said. How good it is. Y'all ready to read it with me? Just want the happy folks to read it. If you sad, don't read it with us. You're going to pull us down. Proverbs 15, 23. Y'all ready? Let's read it. A man. I want to minister from the subject, a due season word. I want to talk about a due season word. 
Again, I want to minister on the subject, a due season word. And let's give God a praise for the subject on this morning. A due season word. Notice that the proverb writer says something important. Something that we don't just need to grasp for the next few moments, but something that we need to, to grasp now and hold on to. And that is that a man has joy by the answer of his mouth. Joy here again is dealing with a root meaning, that being happy. A man is happy by the answer of his mouth. A man is, is glad by the answer of his mouth. And, and like it or not, when a person is joyful, when a person is happy, when a person is, is glad, you're also going to find out about them that they are also optimistic. They're optimistic. And, and again, as I, as I stated earlier, it's not as though they're not going through anything. Because as I stated earlier, all of us are going through something. But there are those of us who have just decided, no matter what we are going through, we are going to be optimistic about what we are dealing with. We, we, we have just learned how to see the good or how to see God in every situation. Come on here, somebody. I said, I, I have just learned how to be going through something that is, yes, tough, yes, challenging. But I've learned how to see God in the midst of what I'm going through. You, you, you say, Pastor, what, what, what you mean, see God? I've learned to just keep my mind stayed on Him. Come on, somebody. And stayed on His Word. Because I found out years ago to be dealing with something challenging and, and, and not have your mind stayed on God, you have no choice but to become pessimistic or to allow whatever you're going through to get you, to get you down. Did you hear me? You have no choice. You're going to find yourself being down, being the opposite of joyful, which is sad, even depressed. But notice that the Bible says a man has joy. Notice why a man has or why a person possesses joy and we need as saints to be possessors of joy if anybody is going to be happy in the times that we find ourselves living in it should be christians i paused just to see how many amens i was going to get right there i said if anybody is going to have joy at a time in which we are living, it should be children of the Most High God. 
It should be people who have, watch this, a personal relationship with God. Why is that important? Because God is sovereign or in charge. I don't care what's happening in the world. If you have a personal relationship with the boss man, with the one who is in charge, the true shot caller, if there ever was one, is him. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching hard already. It is him. A whole lot going on, but I have a personal that mean I'm not serving God through pastor. I'm not serving him through my grandmama. I have a personal relationship with God. Which means if my spouse don't have one, I know I got one. I know I can hear from him. I know I talk to him on a regular basis. Who am I preaching to? You know you got a personal relationship with God. Well, see, some of you ain't getting happy because you don't have one. Still trying to experience God through somebody else. Be seated. But it's too much going on. Everybody needs a personal relationship with God. I'm going to say something that may make you mad. See, you don't need my personal cell phone number. What you need is a personal relationship with God. Because you can always reach Him when you can't reach. You can talk to him when the doctor ain't talking right. You can talk to him when the lawyer done gave up. You can talk to when folk you live with are acting a fool. You can you can talk to him. Be seated. And there's a whole lot happening nowadays. And one of the major differences, saints. And all that we see taking place on a national level, as well as on a global level, is that we happen to live in what is known as the information age. Where news gets out faster now than it ever has in the history of mankind. Did y'all just hear me? Now, because that is the case, we also deal with what has been deemed fake news. News getting out to the public that's not real. And because we, most of the news that gets out, most of it is negative. Now don't get mad at me if you, if you faithfully watch the news. But you know you are receiving 90% negativity. Every now and then they'll slip something positive in there. And, and the excuse people use it, well, pals, you know, I got to know what's going on. You, you, you have to understand, you can only take in so much negativity without it affecting you. Because, because we live. See, see, just like now, some of you already know, it's just a matter of what is it doing to you. You already know they say, they say, they, they say, they say a lot. 
they say the numbers are spiking again. They say COVID is back. They say COVID never went away. And they say, here we go again. But see, that is affecting some people. That's causing some people to get nervous all over again. Well, I know I made it through the cold season and the fall last year, but, but, but girl, to be honest with you, COVID had me on my last leg last year. And I'm afraid it might just kick that off and under me. See, 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 we have to be careful how you respond to things. You got to be careful when somebody says, hey, they say it's going to be a major outbreak that's going to be worse this go-round than the last go-round. So you better be careful what you answer, what you speak, what you say out of your mouth because a man's joy is determined by what comes, I'm, I'm teaching right, out of his mouth. And you better be saying, well, God took care of me last year. He'll take care of me this year. He brought me out last time. He'll bring me out this time. He put a shield around me last time. He'll have to put a shield around me again. Some of y'all don't like that. You just ready to run and hide and go jump in a bubble, but I'm not. Notice what's important, saints. Yeah, you have to be careful because, again, we live in the information age. And a lot of what we hear is not always positive. Wars and rumors of wars. What's going on with Ukraine and Russia? Is this the beginning of World War III? Are we looking at nuclear war before the year end? Is China going to invade Taiwan? What's going on with North Korea and Russia? Why are they collaborating? What is the U.S. going to do? Are we about to be back in another war? What's happening? And if you ain't careful, some folk get so down about these types of things to where they stop enjoying life. Just get tired of all the violence. Get tired of all the negativity. Y'all know I'm right about that's how a lot of people been living since COVID came. You know I'm right about it. Even if you're mad, you still can say amen. But notice why this is important. Because a man, according to the proverb writer, now understand a proverb is a short, a simple text or word that reveals truth. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. Normally we consider an answer to be the response to a question. So notice what he's saying. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. Or a man has joy by how he responds to things. See, if I'm going to maintain my joy, 
then it matters how I respond to things. Then it matters what I say. Come on, somebody. When you're being treated wrong by people, see, it matters how you respond. It matters what you allow to come out of your mouth in the midst of being lied on and mistreated. Yeah, don't ever let nobody fool you. What you say matters. Come on. If we don't get nothing else this morning, we should already be receiving that what I say, how I talk, And see, the enemy knows that it matters. He knows that our response to things matter. Why? Because remember what I teach you, that the devil knows the word better than we do. What does he know concerning the word? He knows Proverbs 18 and 21. He knows that death and life. Let's go there. Or in the power of the tongue. And he who loves it, he who uses it, will eat the fruit thereof. But somebody need to see it. Go to go to Proverbs, even though I just quoted it. Just flip over a couple. See, the enemy knows what we say matters. What we say matters. Now, some of you are not saying amen because you haven't arrived at that truth. You haven't received that wisdom that what you say matters. And, and for some of us, it's sad because... We, we live as if what other folks say matters more than what, what, what we say. But that's not true. That's not true. What I say matters. What I say about my situation matters. What I say about my life matters. What I say about my health matters. What I say about my finances matter. What I say about my family matters. That's the reason I'm careful with my words. How many live every day being careful? And don't lie because you're in church. Shouldn't lie no way, but don't lie in church, period. But how many are careful? See, some of you laugh because you know, well, I better be careful then what he say then. I... But how I many know we have to be careful with what we say? Now, how many... You watch your mouth or how many are careful about what you say? How many are careful about the things you say? Now, some of you got your hands up on credit. Okay, go ahead and put your hand down. Because, see, I've heard you talk before. And I, and I was kind of shocked that you raised your hand. But we're, we're going to move on. Proverbs eighteen twenty one, and, and that's a job. I said, that's a job. It is a full-time job managing your mouth. Working on your mouth is a full-time job, teach it, Pastor, that sometimes requires overtime. Just working on your, on your mouth. Just, just being careful how, how you respond to this. You're being given some bad news. How you going to respond? What you going to say about it? Notice Proverbs 18, 21. Notice the importance of it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it or use it will eat its fruit. You know what that verse just told me again? What I say 
how I respond to things matter. When your money is not where you know your money needs to be, what you say about where your money is is important. See, when things are tight, you have the power to speak life into your finances. If you're giving right, you have the power to call money, to command money, come. Come my way. Come on. But you also have the power to say, Time I get a nickel, gotta spend the dime. All I do is borrow from Peter just to pay Paul. Oh, when it rains, it pours. Girl, I'm gonna tell you, if I didn't have no bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. See, 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 I thought you was a part of the congregation. That didn't live according to luck. Come on. I thought when you got saved. That you put luck in the trash can. And start living. Talking like. Walking like. A person who is blessed. And highly favored. And living in a season. Of better and bigger. I thought you was a part of that congregation. But see, something but poor mouth. You kill your own prosperity with your mouth. Y'all finna leave? Yeah, we finna get out of here. Won't y'all come go to the poor house with us? Oh. That's how you describe yourself. See, we're laughing, but it's real. And if some of us don't get control of our mouth, then we're not going to have joy. Because you are in essence killing your joy with your mouth. You're killing your joy with your mouth. Notice Psalm 112. Yeah, it gets a little quiet when you teach like this. Psalm 112. What you say about the thing that you battling in your body, you know what you say matters. Yes, you do. What, what you say matters. You may not be able to use, I got to break this down, them big words that doctor is using. But what you say to your doctor matters. You know, I have to be honest with you. I don't believe it's going to get any, any better. See, now your response to that matters. And, and, and you don't have to be rude. We can be respectful and disagree with people. Come on, I'm not telling nobody to get rude in no doctor's office or nowhere. But I know my response matters. And I'm simply going to look at the doctor and say, well, you know what? I respectfully disagree with you. I believe that I'm already getting better. Doctor, I believe the next time I come and see you, you 
you're going to be surprised at how far I've come along. See, you got power to declare it in that moment. And guess what it's going to give you when you declare it and let it become a part of you? It's going to cause you to smile. Come on. It's going to, you ever wonder why somebody could receive bad news or be going through a lot and yet they're smiling? Don't you know how they talk has a lot to do with why they're able to smile? And why you're always frowning. That means you can go from frowning to smiling by the response of your mouth. Yeah, it's good. Psalm 112 and verse number 7. Yeah, watch, watch what the psalmist said in Psalm 112, verse 7. Remember, we're talking about how we talk matter, how we respond. A man will have joy by the response or the answer of his or her mouth. It matters what I say. Matters what I say. Listen, it don't just matter what you say around people. Come on, Pastor. But it matters what you say when you're alone. Because some of us have gotten good at saying what's right around people. But when you're all alone, you, you talk something different. And really, you know, y'all laughed at me when I told you. But, but according to that verse, a man has joy by the response of the answer of his mouth. By that verse alone, it's okay to talk to yourself. That's the reason I stay happy. I talk to myself. I have conversations by myself that uplifts me. I said I have conversations that uplift me. I encourage myself. I encourage myself. I'm going to keep saying to somebody get high. I encourage myself. If you know you look good, if you know you look, if you know you look good, and you tell yourself that you look good, that's going to produce joy. That's going to produce happiness rather than you waiting for somebody. Why should somebody say about you what you ain't said about your, yourself? Well, Pastor, seem like when I get all by myself, I, 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 that's when I get down. That's because you don't talk to yourself. That's because you're not saying the right thing when you're by yourself. You have to be able to be riding by yourself. No music playing. But you're singing and talking to yourself. Turning into the mall parking lot to my here go the deals. Here I come. Yeah, this go. I'm about to find me something good up in here. Some of you be pulling up. I can't afford nothing in here. Maybe something because of the way you talk that God has just waiting just for you. Everybody else has walked in and walked past it. 
Y'all know I love to tell y'all that testimony about people was at a furniture store. They just kept calling me. They just kept blowing up my number. You you need to get out here. Y'all need to get out here. They really calling first lady. Y'all need to get out here. They, they got a going out of business sale. They got all this furniture. It's got to go today. I wait about two hours. Two hours before I go down there. And as soon as I step through the door, that big nice, uh, what, what, what is it? Yeah, armor. That's in my office right now. That big nice armor. You ain't got to come down there and see. But that big nice armor that's sitting in my office. Soon as I walk through the door, they had it on sale. Normally that thing is $1,500 to $2,000. They had a pink sticker on it, $199. Not $1,999, Brother Rodney, I walked in and I took one step in the show. I said, put sold on that right now. Sold. And I wasn't playing with him. Didn't move. And he thought I was playing. I said, go get it now. I don't want no trouble. And put sold on this. And I stood there until he went and wrote sold and put it up there. Now the person who called me, come over there to me. Ooh, I didn't see that. I get too late now. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Where I got y'all at? See, see, notice this. Y'all back with me. And, and I ain't the only one. Some of y'all done been in places and you know God set you up for a blessing. You, you know he had something just, just for you. Amen. Psalm 112 and verse 7. Notice what the Bible says. He will not be afraid of evil tidings or news. His heart, his mind is steadfast or fixed, trusting in the Lord. Notice again, he will not be afraid. To be afraid is to be made fearful. Notice he will not be afraid. He will not be fearful of evil tidings or bad news. Why? His heart is steadfast. His mind or his mindset is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Why is that important? Because we have to know how to respond to bad news. Come on, somebody. I say we have to know how to respond to bad news or what the psalmist describes as evil tidings. Sometimes you're going to hear the very thing you didn't want to hear. And anybody ever prayed like that? You've been praying for weeks. You've been praying for months not to hear something. And the very thing you have been asking God, Lord, don't let it be this. Lord, don't let me hear this. That's the news that you get. But see, notice the psalmist said he will not be afraid of evil tidings or bad news. See, the only way to respond correctly to bad news is that you got to put your trust in the Lord. We have to trust God when things don't go our way. 
See, y'all didn't even get happy with you. Didn't even. We have to know how to be joyful even when things don't go your way. Well, my parents and grandparents, that's one of the first lessons we try to teach our children. That in this life, everything is not going to go the way that you want them to go. But how are you going to respond when it doesn't go the way you want it to go? How are you going to respond? What you going to say? See, because depending, again, when we look at the main text, depending on what you say is going to determine whether you have joy. This is a good word. Notice, back in the main text. And that's really what messes a lot of us up in here. You do good as long as things are going your way. You just struggle when things don't go your way. Come on. I, I got one amen. I say some of us struggle dealing with things. We struggle having the right response. Because some of us feel like, you know, Pastor, I just don't know why things didn't work out. I came to church three Sundays in a row. So you thought because you came to church three Sundays in a row. Y'all laugh because many of us had that mindset. Lord, Lord, I've been, I've been giving what was right. I ain't been cheating. I ain't been cutting no corners. I've been. But see, sometimes you are going to do the right thing. But you seemingly will not get the right results. I said seemingly now because y'all got to hang in here with me. Note, note Proverbs 15. Note Proverbs 15. Some of us know that's true. But some of us also know that we've had things not go the way we wanted them to go. But we kept talking right. Uh, come on, somebody. I, I said we kept talking right. We kept saying the right thing. We kept uttering what God kept dropping in our spirit. It, it, it wasn't going right, but, but we kept uttering everything that God was telling us to say. We kept saying it. We kept saying it. And there are some of you in here, you've seen God turn a situation completely around that started out bad. But, that's right, Sister Harden, you better be standing. Brother Harden need to be standing with you. God turned the situation completely around for them in reference to them getting their heart desire when it came to their house. God got involved. God stepped in and said, wait a minute, that's my daughter. That's I told her she could have it. I told her to pursue it. I dropped so be it in her. But see, just because God give you a word don't mean he won't allow opposition. She had to go through being told no, no way, no how. And sometimes God will have the same people that tell you no. He'll use their mouth to tell you yes. Same supervisor, same supervisor that told you you wasn't going to get the promotion, but because God told you, it's yours. It's yours. They ended up moving his crooked.
itself out, giving you his job with a raise. Y'all be seated. Y'all, y'all making me work this morning. And sometimes somebody's out there with pastor, why I don't ever see it turn like that for me? Your mouth. You kill your blessing. You kill your miracle. What did Jesus tell a group of folk? He came in there to do miracles. But the Bible said he could not do many miracles. You better listen, church folk, because of their unbelief. There's some of you listen to me. God not only want to bring you out of what you're in, but he don't ever want you to get entangled in it again. Now what you say to God? Do you say, so be it? Do you say, Lord, have your way in me? Or do you say, that could never happen for me? Where we at? The main text. Proverbs 15. Look at two or three. Man has joy by the answer of his mouth. A word spoken. A word spoken. A word proclaimed. A word said. Except for a lot of time when you really trust the word, you want to say the pastor said, pastor. Say it. Use him, Lord, to say it. Use him, Lord, to give me my rhema. Use him, God, to tell me about my miracle. Use him, God, to speak my better. Use him to speak my miracle. Use him to speak my debt cancellation. Use him, God. See, he just used me a while back. When I talked about brother and sister Harden getting their heart desire, how God was using me indirectly to speak to somebody that's about to get your house. See, God was just sitting there listening to what you was going to say. See, 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 that's how we are sometimes. You know what you believe in for. You start hearing a word that's in line with what you're believing God for, but you sit there mouth quiet. Instead of opening up your mouth and saying, I'm next, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for me just like that. God, you did it for them. Hallelujah, thank you. But some of us just sit there. If I was looking for a house and, and God dropped that word in pastor, I'd be, hey! Hey! Some of y'all would, I, I just got, I, I want to stay cool, pastor. I want, no, not within my word. Hey! Woo! You should have made somebody beside you say, oh, that must be for her. Proverbs. Start talking about debt cancellation, all that debt you got, you just. See, see, I, I'm going to preach on, on my own people. We got some spooky saints in this church. Power of God be falling, y'all be. You should have got happy and said, these credit cards finna be paid. Oh! myself a zero balance me and capital one about to be even me and discover about to be even me and, me and chase about to be even 
Oh, I'm about to be even Stephen with capital one. Yeah! Now you got some folk wondering why they get happy like that and they happy. They know about what I'm fit to teach about. A due season word. They just got a word in season. Before you be seated, you ain't scared. How far somebody shall show you right. Whoa, some of you might come back next Sunday and tell somebody, hey, in reference to me and discover, we even. We even got God paid it off. Proverbs 15. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. A word spoken induces how good it is. Due season represents a word spoken at the right. Spoken when I needed it. Because don't slip on this. There are preachers, false preachers, and saints who speak at the wrong time. You know somebody will speak something to you at the wrong time just to make you happy. Come on, people will lie to you. People will speak what you think is a right now or a word that's right on time. But they're lying. Come on, somebody. See, what makes God do season word so good is that it's not just right, but it ain't no lie. I said it ain't no lie. Get about to get canceled. That ain't no lie. Where y'all at, young people? We ain't capping up here. We talking truth. If they don't still use that word, I'm behind. But you know what I mean. <laughs> y'all be seated. Some of y'all young folks look like Pastor Jen. They're keeping up. Keep, keep uh, Jen. They're catching up. Number two, a due season word. This stuff important. A due season word has to do with divine timing. It's a word spoken that has divine timing. And, and, and let me teach y'all something. One thing you never want God to do, which he won't do anyway, but that is to move on, on your time. See, we want something to happen at the divine appointment. At the right time. Why? Because God know when to do it. There are some of you, you have things right now. You asked God for these things years ago. But now you are glad that he's just now releasing them because you mature enough to handle it. If he'd have gave us some things years ago, I'm just going to tell on some of you, you would be done pawned it and lost it. But God got you in a place. That even when things get tight, you don't go to pawn and stuff. You just hold on and you just wait on it. Even when a demon speaks, you say, you can get a thousand dollars for that ring, not this ring. I'm going to wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord. 
I got some of my saints sitting there acting like they ain't never pawned that. Like they ain't never pawned their title. See, some of us, that was our desire. Lord, bless me to have my title. Y'all heard Deacon Cocker last week. See, he not only got the title, but if things get tight, don't let me down, Deacon. If things get tight, he ain't going to pawn that title. He mature enough to wait. <laughs> Woo! Come on, somebody. Brother, where you, where your PlayStation? I thought you had that five. Yeah. About that. <laughs> but God knows, he know when to give us things. That includes a job. Some of you, God couldn't raise you up with the attitude that you had. He had to get you in a place. He had to let you do a whole lot of suffering. And then he brings you into leadership. So when you get into leadership, you know how to deal with people who struggling. You know how to talk to people who down because you ain't always been on the top. And you know how to encourage other people. Ecclesiastes said to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Notice what he says. A man has joy by the answer, the response of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season at the right time. A word spoken that has divine timing. A word spoken that is God's appointed time. Notice what he said. How good it is. I'm in the clothes, but y'all got to get this. How good it is. How good it is. How good it is. See, somebody got you a due season word today. How good it is. You say, Pastor, he has set my soul on fire. Wow, it's good. A word spoken. See, you also have to have a mature pastor or mature house prophet that regardless of what he sees, regardless of what he may be going through, he knows how to release a due season word. That's important. It's important that I don't allow what I see and what I hear to stop me from speaking what thus said the Lord. And that's what y'all ought to always pray in reference to me. Pray that pastor keeps seeking the face of God and Lord allow pastor to keep speaking what you give him. Why? Because he don't know what I'm going through, but you giving him my due season word. He ain't hanging out on Facebook to see what's happening, but he's in the prayer closet. He ain't on Facebook, but he in the book. Come on, somebody. You ought to love a pastor that ain't hooked on Facebook, but he hooked on the book. Come on. Listen, he says how good that word is. 
things in the clothes. Number one, that word is beneficial. That word is beneficial. When God gives you a due season word, it is going to benefit or help you. What God released this morning, it was released to help or benefit his people. Remember now, it can't benefit me. It can't benefit you. It can't help you if you don't talk right. And you can't talk right unless you get your mind right. When he told her, let this mind, Philippians 2 and 5, be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. I got my mind right. I'm going to be able to talk right. I'm going to get a due season word. And it is going to benefit or help me. A due season word is also a word that is advantageous. It is a word that brings faith. Tell your neighbor when God gives you a due season word and you know how to talk right. Favor is on your life. Ooh, I said favor is on your life. It's no way to get a due season word. Walk in that word without walking in favor. Favor is on your life. That means God turned something around for somebody in this service because he dropped on you a due season word that in the midst of what you're going through, he wants you to know that his favor is upon you. His favor is upon you. I'm going to show it to y'all. And we're going to get out of here. But we're going to close in Luke 5. We're going to close in Luke 5. I want to show you what it looked like. Or what it looks like when somebody is battling something. When somebody is going through something. When something is not working out the way somebody wanted to work out. But then God show up. I said, but then God show up. And then he show up with a due season word. He, he show up with a right now word. See, God want me to close like this because some of y'all are going through some stuff. And it ain't looking how you want it to look right now. But all that's about to change. I said, all that's about to change. I'm looking to hear some testimonies that are nothing but miracles. I'm looking to hear from the saints of God in reference to miracles happening. You know why I'm looking for it? Why I'm expecting it and knowing it's going to happen? Because that's what a due season word does. A due season word comes to cause miracles to happen. And see, if you're sitting in this church and you've been needing a miracle in any area of your life, then you should not doubt that God is talking to you. Look at Luke 5. This is where we close it in Luke 5. I done got happy in the clothes too. Luke 5. I ain't the only one happy in here. 
Look at Luke 5 and verse 3. Some of y'all finna get shown up happy. Well, look at your name and say, if you thought I was happy a while ago. Get, get your and say, woo! Tell me, you ain't seen that. Look at somebody and, say, and tell them, say, if you thought I was happy a minute ago. Woo! Tell me, you ain't seen nothing. Luke 5 and 3. Woo! Luke 5 and 3. Then he got, or Jesus, got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. This is Jesus. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Lunch out into the deep. Let down your nets. For a catch. But we got to find out what brother Simon been going through. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, Lord, we have taught all night and caught nothing. Do you see it? They have been working. They have been toiling all night and caught nothing. But you know what Jesus was saying, Simon? It doesn't matter that you didn't catch nothing last night. I just gave you a due season word. What was that word? Regardless of what you've been going through, lunch out. Don't it matter what you've been experiencing when a due word comes? What did I just teach us? A man has joy by the response or the answer of his mouth. They've been tall and working hard. See, it's, it's nothing like feeling like you done done all you could do and things are no better. Come on. I'm telling you, you will get down in a minute when you feel like I gave it my best. And still come short. Still haven't got to my destination. And I've been giving it all that I had. See, that can leave you in a place where you feel depleted. But then God comes and says, hey, she just need a, a due season word. It was a due season word that caused that sperm that came out of Abraham to connect in an old womb with a woman by the name of Sarah. It was a due season word that got Sarah pregnant. I'm talking to somebody. It was a due season. It was a right now word. It was a word. It was a word spoke. It was a was an appointed word. Sarah walked around in her 90s pregnant, telling folk this. <laughs> Stomach sticking out there because of a due season word. Girl, I didn't know you pregnant. Girl, I got a word. I got a word. Wow, I got a word and got pregnant. She got a word and got pregnant. I said she got a word and got pregnant. She got a word and got pregnant. Got a word, got pregnant, then miscarriage.
took it to full term because of a carried it to hope. Sometimes the enemy will try to mess with you. If you do get pregnant, you ain't going to be able to carry You ain't going to be strong enough. See, a due season word. He said, Lord, we taught all night and caught nothing. A man has joy by the response of his mouth. You better look at Simon. Simon Dean said, nevertheless. Woo! Somebody, sometimes you got to battle and have a nevertheless in you. You got to go through and have a nevertheless in you. You got to have a nevertheless. Ain't no use in you getting up. Nevertheless, I got to get up in and out. Simon said, nevertheless. Y'all got your Bibles? You looking at it? Nevertheless, at your word, at your word. Wouldn't do this if anybody else told us, but, but, but because it's a due season word, we're going. Listen to him. He not only went back out there, they caught so many fish. Come on. Some of y'all ain't hearing, but some of y'all, they caught so many fish that they had to call for some other boats to come help them. What am I telling you? It was the best catch of their life. Get ready. Somebody get ready. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.